This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. I hope that you are having an amazing, amazing, amazing day. If not, perhaps this episode will lead you to feel a little bit better because it may offer some insight, a new way of seeing something and a new way for you to manage a very, very common emotion that we as women, we as wives, we as mothers often feel. So today we are talking about guilt. And I cannot tell you how often this comes up when I am coaching my clients that inevitably something is happening or something has happened and the emotion of guilt is very present, very palpable. And so I figure that we should talk about it too. If I'm talking about it with my clients, I want to talk about it with you as well. And I also know most of my clients listen to this podcast religiously. And so this will definitely expand upon what we are already talking about in our sessions together. But guilt is something that is first just a normal human emotion. And I really want to say that at the outset, because when it comes to negative emotions of guilt or shame or embarrassment or anything of the sort, a lot of times what happens is we think we shouldn't feel that way. And so then we feel badly, not only because we're feeling that emotion, but now because we're judging ourselves for feeling that emotion. So I want you to think about your experience with guilt just in and of itself from a circumstance or a situation in your life. And then I want you to think about the guilt that is piled on top of the guilt that exacerbates or magnifies or compounds the effect of the initial guilt because now you're judging yourself for feeling guilty and you're having a debate in your head. Well, you really shouldn't feel guilty because you have to do what's best for you. You have to take care of yourself. And there's like this war going on in your head, just creating a very uncomfortable environment. And so it's really important that as we talk about this topic, we just all come to the agreement that guilt is a very normal human emotion. And that when you feel guilt, maybe nothing has gone wrong. Right? Could you just like play with that as a possibility? Maybe when I feel guilt, nothing has gone wrong. Maybe even guilt could serve me in some way. Right? So those are just little teasers. But I want to talk first about 
what are the things you feel guilty about? Just think about this for yourself. I'm sure even in the last week, there have been a number of things that have crossed your mind or that you've experienced where the emotion of guilt was triggered. And so some of the common things that I hear and even have experienced myself is we feel guilty when we have to say no to someone, right? We don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to miss out on something, right? We also feel guilty when we feel like we've let someone down where maybe someone needed something of us or they asked us a favor or, you know, we were expected to do something and we couldn't come through or we, you know, didn't come through all the way, right? We feel guilty when we let someone else down because we feel like there was an expectation or someone needed us and we just weren't there for them. We also feel guilt when we inconvenience someone else, right? When we need to ask for help and maybe it's not convenient for someone to give us that help, we still feel guilty for even being in a position of needing someone else to ever do anything for us, right? We don't like to inconvenience people because we're all superwomen and we just wear our capes and put that S on our chest and just feel like we have to do it all. Right. Sometimes we feel guilty when we're just standing up for ourselves and we have to say something hard to others where we have to have a difficult conversation or we have to create a boundary. We feel guilty, like somehow we're not worthy of standing for ourselves in light of how someone else may potentially react. Fascinating, right? Now let's get to the kids. Because I don't think there is any guilt worse than mommy guilt, literally, right? So we feel the guilt when we're just not there for our kids, where we miss the field trip or we miss the performance or we can't tuck them in at night or we're not there when they wake up in the morning. Whatever the case may be, we are bombarded with like a physiological response that just weighs us down. We tell ourselves that we're horrible mothers, right? You may feel guilty when you yell at your kids or you have to discipline your kids in some way that makes you uncomfortable. Like somehow you shouldn't have to do that or you shouldn't do it in the way that you're doing it, right? Those are the two big things with, when it comes to kids. I think those outweigh so many other things, right? Because we care so much what our children think of. We know how much we as mothers influence and shape and mold their perception of themselves, their perception of the world, and of course, their perception of us. And so that's a big one. It matters. We also feel guilt related to our husbands and our marriage, right? And again, it depends on sort of where you are right now. If you're frustrated and annoyed with your husband, you may not be feeling feeling much guilt at all. <laughs> Just want to acknowledge that. But if you are in a place where like you're striving to be better, you want your marriage to be great, you might feel guilty when you fall short, right? Where maybe you get emotional or upset with him or you lose your cool with him in some way. 
you feel guilty because you feel like it takes you off track. Now you're two steps behind and all the progress you were making is like null and void because you couldn't keep it together. Or maybe you feel guilty in the bedroom, in the intimacy department where you're just too tired, too exhausted, too overburdened and stressed out to want to be intimate. Or maybe he wants to have sex more than you do and you're just not that into it. And so you feel guilty for that. Definitely check out the other episode I did on um, checkbox sex if that is an issue for you. And then the last thing I think sometimes we feel guilty about is just not measuring up to people's expectations of us. Which is fascinating to me because... They're other people's expectations of us. Why in the world do we allow ourselves to feel badly about someone else's made-up story in their mind about what we should do, who we should do, what we should be? That's just crazy. Crazy talk. But we all do it. Myself included. So... Why is it a problem, right? So I know this is going to sound contradictory because I've normalized guilt, but I think excessive guilt is dangerous for a couple of reasons. One, when we feel guilty, we are much more prone to say yes to things when we want to say no, right? We are driven by that emotion. And so anytime you are driven by a negative emotion, you take action from a place of negative emotion, it's not necessarily in your best interest. Now, there's a difference between just feeling and experiencing the emotion of guilt and allowing it and not acting out of guilt Versus only doing things because you feel guilty or because you don't want to feel guilty. I hope you hear and feel that distinction, right? You don't want to say yes to something because you feel guilty. That's the danger point. Another issue or danger point is... Sometimes when you feel excessive guilt, you find yourself being inconvenienced, overburdened, stressed out, and overwhelmed for the sake of someone else's ease and comfort, right? That's where we overextend ourselves. We do favors for people that leave us feeling depleted and leave us feeling exhausted. And so because I'm such a proponent of self-care, that being driven by the emotion of guilt to overextend ourselves is like the antithesis of self-care. And what's funny about that is that the other person who is requesting something of you is actually practicing self-care. It's almost like their self-care or their needs um, take priority over your own. And we never want to allow that to happen on a continual and regular basis because the only result is that you're depleted. Everyone else is getting everything they need and you're left on empty. The other danger in being driven by the emotion of guilt is that we have the tendency tendency or temptation to refuse or we don't get the help we need, 
right? So, oh, I feel guilty asking him to do that. I feel guilty asking her to be inconvenienced in that way. So what do we do? We just take it on ourselves. We just absorb it ourselves, putting us further and further in the hole. And then the last thing is I thought about dangers of being driven by guilt is sometimes it just causes us to think less of ourselves than we should. Oh, I feel guilty wanting that or I feel guilty doing that. So I probably don't deserve it. Probably not worthy. Someone else probably should have this opportunity or someone else's needs are more important than mine. So I'm just going to lean back. Right? That's all thinking that we're not enough. We're not worthy. We're not deserving. And that's not a good thing. So one of the things I just wanted to highlight, this is kind of like a sidebar, but not a sidebar because it's a big deal, is that guilt presents itself as a problem in marriage by the way we relate to it. So because we as women absorb so much guilt, we sit in guilt so much of the time, we have a really hard time reconciling when our husbands don't feel guilty. Right? So it's hard for us when he doesn't have daddy guilt for working too much. Right? He'll be at the office all hours of the day, the night, the weekend, and not have daddy guilt. Like, I don't even know if daddy guilt is like a real phenomenon, but mommy guilt is. And so what happens is that as human beings, we have this tendency to fall prey to the psychological phenomenon called the false consensus effect, which all that really means is that we expect that other people think and behave the way we do, that the things we know and are conscious of and feel and believe is just the way it is. And so if we experience mommy guilt because we're working too much, then we have this false consensus effect where we think, of course, our husbands should feel the same way. And when he doesn't, we have this like discord within ourselves. Like, how could you not want to be home more? Because we want to be home more, right? So it's really important to be aware of that. I think another way this shows up is sometimes our husbands might not feel guilty or remorse for hurting our feelings, right? Sometimes he can just say any old thing out of his mouth and we're like cut in our gut, And when we bring it up to him and let him know how much that quote unquote hurt our feelings, if you've been around me for a while, you know that I don't really believe other people hurt our feelings, that our own thoughts about what they said hurts our feelings, but that's a whole nother podcast. But let's just say he did hurt your feelings for the sake of this conversation and you bring it to his attention and he hears you and he listens, but he doesn't really feel remorseful for it right? That's another moment of this false consensus effect because you know that if he came to you 
feeling hurt by anything you said, you would just be working overtime to right that wrong. You do not want him to feel hurt by anything you said. And that's driven by guilt. Like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person. I feel so badly, right? I feel guilty that I made you feel that way. So we overextend ourselves trying to help people feel better. But the the reality is like men don't have the same relationship with guilt that we do. And so we're expecting him to feel guilty about something because we feel guilty about it. And we think that if we feel guilty about it, for sure, he should feel guilty as well. That's another reason why sometimes we have this dynamic where we as women give so much and we feel like we're the one doing it all. And our husbands are graceful receivers. So we can overextend ourselves and he'll just keep taking it, right? Because he doesn't feel guilty. But then we get resentful. But we don't realize that the resentment comes from the fact that we were motivated by guilt And that he just doesn't have the same relationship with guilt that we do, right? And so that's why we we just can never understand why he doesn't feel the way we feel about things. And when he's not feeling guilty or he's not acting out of a place of feeling guilt, we get really upset because we're so accustomed to acting out of a place of guilt, okay? Okay. So what do we do with all this, right? Like, I'm talking your language. I know you're here like, yep, (laughs) all of that is true in my life. What do we do? So glad you asked. So I want to just leave you with three quick power strategies, tools, tips, things to do when dealing with guilt, okay? So I think the first thing that we as women need to do a much better job of is just knowing who we are and what we want. If you can't answer that question, who are you? What do you value? What's important to you? If you can't answer the question of what do you want out of life? What do you want for yourself? What do you want in your relationships? What do you want for yourself in terms of how you feel about yourself? If you can't answer those questions, that is your first order of business. Because when you don't know who you are and what you want, you are literally tossed back and forth by what other people think of you, by what other people want for you. You can't stand on your own because you haven't taken the time to really figure out who you are and what you want. And so the way to minimize the impact of guilt is to just be clear about what you want, why you want it, and why you're doing it. Just that clarity itself can help eliminate unnecessary guilt. The other piece of this, which is part two of how to deal with guilt is to just own your choices. When you are driven by guilt, you are really just acquiescing to someone else's decision made for you. And that is a place you don't want to be. You want to be able to own your own decisions. You want to know why you are doing something 
And you want to like the reason for why you're doing it, right? Because a lot of times we do something because, oh, they'll be so happy or, oh, they'll be so mad if we don't do it. And so you want to be in a place where you're doing something, you're owning your choices because you actually want to do the thing or you want to be a person who wants to do the thing. Right. I know sometimes for us as mothers and, you know, I have small children. And so sometimes it is not the easiest for me to be fully present. Right. Especially when I'm like trying to do activities with my kids and they're just like not cooperating. But I persist in showing up as a present mother because that's the person I want to be. Right, And so I own my choices to put the phone away or to be very intentional about a few minutes of time that I spend with my kids. Right, Not because they're going to be happy about it, because quite frankly, at three and five, they don't really care that much, but because it's the type of person that I want to be. Right, And so it's much more easy for me to just own my choices because they're coming from an internal sense of motivation and an internal sense of accountability. And then the last piece is kind of how we started this conversation today of just allowing the guilt and to know that it will pass and to know that eventually... You won't feel guilty. And in fact, you may actually be able to create a better experience when you stand powerfully in your decisions. So for example, right, you could choose to spend a day of interrupted time with your kid, of uninterrupted time with your kids because you worked late an extra couple of hours. And at the end of the day, that's sort of a win-win situation, right? Like you worked a couple of extra hours to do the work that needed to be done so you could actually be present with them all day on Saturday, right? So I want you to just know that you can allow the guilt and know that it will pass. Another thing that came to me as I've been doing some research on this is this quote from this book I'm reading, um, called essentialism. And I'm going to paraphrase it. It's not exactly how he wrote it, but it's what I took away. And he talks about when you know who you are and you have your priorities and you own your choices, then you are willing to feel the discomfort of guilt, which is usually just a moment, right? You're willing to trade that moment of discomfort so that you can have a much more prolonged period of comfort, right? Because this is what happens. Like we say yes to things we don't want to say yes to because we don't want the awkward conversation with someone. We don't want to have to say no to someone. That's uncomfortable. But that discomfort only lasts for like an hour max, right? As opposed to saying yes to something, And then being uncomfortable for that whole event, for that whole car ride, for that whole 
whatever it is you said yes to, you're uncomfortable and frustrated with yourself because you really didn't want to do it. And it's so funny that we are having (laughs) this conversation today because I did something like that today. I said yes to an opportunity that I'm not entirely sure I want to say yes to. But I said yes because I'm open, one, but also because the woman who was presenting it to me was just so excited and she really wanted me to be a part. And the like kind-hearted nature in me just rose up and it's like, oh, Siobhan, you can't disappoint her. Just say yes. It's not that much time. It'll be fine. Because I didn't want to experience the disappointment or the uncomfortableness of disappointing her in one phone conversation. Right? Like, this is real life. This happens to me too. And so I'm talking to you in this episode as much as I'm talking to myself. But what I can say is I've owned the choice, right? So even when you do do things out of guilt or fear of disappointing someone or people pleasing, once you make the decision, you have a choice about how you show up to that decision. And so I've just decided like, yeah, I said yes, because I don't want to disappoint her, but I'm going to make the most of this decision now. I'm going to own it. Like she didn't twist my arm or like put a knife to my neck to make me do it. Now I just get to own it. This is the choice I made. I decided, yes, I'm doing it. I didn't have to. I chose to. And so when you realize how much you actually do have a choice in how you spend your time, what you do, what you think, how you behave, then you realize that you do it because you want to. And that is an amazing, amazing place to be, which can also melt the guilt away. So again, how do you deal with guilt? Know who you are and what you want. Own your choices and allow the guilt because you know it will pass in a moment. Thank you for tuning in today. I would love to know what you thought, what stuck with you, what resonated with you, where you could really relate to what I was sharing. I know as a busy professional woman, there are so many things that always vie for your attention and so many requests and demands for your time. And so this is just a little peek inside of guilt and how it may be operating in your life and the impact it is having on you. So I hope that now you have thought of a few ways that you can actually begin to minimize the impact of guilt in your life and live with more freedom, feel lighter, have more peace, and of course, be happier. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be back with you next week for another episode. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.